Alright, welcome everybody. It's your boy White Lotus Tile here on a special birthday episode. Hello. <laughs> With your normal host, Joe. Yes. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I get to be hosting this episode and not playing the guest role. But you get to be the guest and I'm going to yes. interview, interview you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thank you. So, um, well, first of all, happy birthday. Cheers thank to you. that. Cheers. I won't say your age on the mic. Oh, they already know my age for my last episode release. Well, congratulations to 27 years <laughs> coming up tomorrow. We're one day early. Yeah. This episode releases tomorrow, so. Yeah. Quick question. Favorite Disney movie? Go. Favorite Disney movie? I have many different categories. Oh you gotta my be... God. Okay, favorite <laughs> old school Disney movie. Old school Disney movie. Our childhood Disney movie. Peter Pan, 100%. Whoa, not what I was expecting. Okay. Really? What were you expecting? Cinderella? <laughs> well, something like maybe this song that I'm oh, playing yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan, for sure. Just because, like, now looking back, like... How I've grown and my interests now really reflects like my childhood and what my interests were. It's just that I never really acknowledged it because like Peter Pan is all about like the fantasy stuff, right? Like, yeah. The fairies, the mermaids. Yeah. And I kind of like grew up like kind of seeing that as fairy tales, but now kind of seeing it into reality yeah. is like a re yeah. like a dimension we cannot see. Those things mm -hmm. do exist. Mm -hmm. And Peter Pan was always my favorite ride at Disneyland too. I'm tripping out. I did not expect that from you. Someone like you, sappy, romantic, hopeless romantic type. Yeah. Definitely like a Beauty and the Beast type, but yeah. wow, I, I really like that. Yeah. So what about Peter Pan 2? Is it Return to Neverland? Does it still have that same feel for you or is it a little different? Oh, the second movie? Yeah. Definitely different. I think like all Disney sequel movies... It's with the exception of Toy Story, Pixar, yeah, like everything true. else, it's just kind of like, mm, mm, that shouldn't okay. have been done. <laughs> mm, true, true. Yeah. I think what I kind of want to dip into is the fact that this podcast, you have guests and you have your own insight that doesn't have to come from this professional PhD, master's degree background. Like some of the podcasts out there, most popular ones, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All these guests are like experts in this and that. Yeah. But for you, it's it's coming from the perspective of someone just living their normal life, yeah. experiencing things from a normal, you know, relatable kind of perspective. Yeah. That you don't have to feel like you have to be in this category to relate to. Yeah. You know, because even friends that I have back in Hawaii are, you know, writing me and telling me that oh they love this podcast because they went through something similar you know yeah. and they're relating it to you and it's not like you have you're some celebrity that oh it's they're just starstruck or they want to listen to to fit the trend but it's because they actually yeah. do you know have relatable things that happen to them yeah the way i see it like everyone is going through their own journey and everyone's learning their own lessons you don't need to necessarily be going having a phd for that to yeah. like understand mm -hmm. like the journey that you're going through like everyone has gone through some type of trauma in their lives we don't really necessarily have to relate it to like some kind of term like a research term yeah because like it's like an experience that we know and we acknowledge and i guess like there there are times when i know people like to relate what they're going through like to kind of some kind of scientific term mm -hmm. but then kind of also 
remembering to be present with what you're going through and yeah. then like i think people just don't like like you knowing that they're not alone too especially that because i think when you put that label and term on it with a medical perspective it kind of just ruins it for you as a human because it doesn't make you feel human anymore it puts it too much emphasis on the analytical side like yeah oh you're actually experiencing this it's this type of depression or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. okay cool but i want to talk about it yeah in a different way where you know people who've gone through it can help you out or yeah. you know you can elaborate on it and not just look at it from um, a third person point of view get in that first person yeah. through that lens like how what is your experience like and, yes um i always someone used to tell me like get out of your logical brain mm-hmm. like um to like really because as humans we like to be analytical we like to mm-hmm. think like why this thing is or why something is like we want reasoning behind everything but like i feel like the universe is so much more mm-hmm. larger than that like some things that we cannot even explain very true mm-hmm. so what kind of created this podcast in the beginning what was that kicker for oh, you that moment yeah <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna like be honest here, you got yeah, you got you gotta be transparent. <laughs> yeah, so like I was getting, I was going through rough patches with this guy I was talking to. Like I knew we were at the tail end of things, mm-hmm. and then I knew I didn't want to go back to who I was going through that huge entire like healing journey I went through with my ex. Yeah, I'm just like I do not want to go through that again because I already did that shit. Mm-hmm. Like this time it's going to be different, and then also like imagining myself on my own like like what can i do for me yeah (laughs) what can like what will get me excited and what will like um make me feel like i'm actually contributing something to society Mm -hmm. i guess and another another huge part of it was um my job like i knew that if this quote-unquote relationship situationship (laughs) ended then i'll be back like having to focus on my job that i'm not too crazy about too Mm -hmm. so like i was just sitting at my work things going bad with this guy and me like having a life crisis because i knew i didn't want to be there yeah (laughs) so i'm just like oh my gosh i don't want to be here in the next five to ten years i don't want to be in the situation where like something goes wrong with a guy and then Mm -hmm. here i am having having to face my own reality that i don't even really like yeah so how can i change my reality and um, I've always wanted to start a podcast because when I was going through, um, started my healing journey when I was going through my breakup, mm-hmm. um, I was I couldn't listen to music because I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. And music has always been something that uplifted me, that brought me joy. And you know, when you're in that state that you can't even listen to music, that just a, it's a different type of hurt. Yeah. So that's why I started listening to podcasts. Mm. So I listen to all these different like spiritual podcasts, podcasts on self-love, mm-hmm. like podcasts on manifesting, mm-hmm. on like letting go, like all of that stuff. And I'm just like, dang, I really want to add to this conversation. Like, I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I've always had starting a podcast on my mind. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like me sitting at work that day, things going bad with that guy where I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast because this is something that I've wanted to do, that I've talked about doing, but never did. Mm. And then I wanted to do um, another inspiration from my ex. Like, I journaled about this, saying that um, 
I like thank you so much for allowing me to do everything that I said I wanted to do but never did. Mm -hmm. Thank you for helping me get out of that shell. Always like you know wow. actually taking action versus mm -hmm. just talking about it. Yeah. So you said earlier about get, wanting to do something more than yourself, getting out or doing something for society while you're going through that whole phase. What's the importance of actually thinking about other things other than yourself? Especially during a time like that where it's so dark and... Yeah, I guess it has always been a part of me. Like in high school, like mm. I always committed, like when I was going through really tough times, I was like, I'm going to be there for every single person who is going through this because I know how hard it is. Mm. Mm. And I know how difficult it is to feel so alone when yeah. nobody is there for you. Where it feels that way, but... So, like, I've always had that in my mind. Like, it's always been a part of me. I also journaled about this, mm -hmm. too, because, like, when I'm, like, because I'm going currently thinking about going through a career transition, and yeah. I have to, like, justify myself, is this the right choice? Mm -hmm. And then when I think back to high school, when I went through that horrible experience with this one guy, <laughs> it's always a boy, guys. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> Kella's rolling his eyes. As usual. <laughs> yeah. Just so, kidding. like, yeah, so that first experience I was talking about where I had to like um, always wanted to be there for people who go through the same experience mm -hmm. and then when I started college I got rejected from this business fraternity and then instead I joined a um, co-ed service fraternity where I committed myself to like being there for my community pretty mm. much and then like I didn't see it as, as at the time as a sign like there's yeah. a reason why you didn't get accepted into this business fraternity and then mm -hmm. you chose to go this route instead and then um, even thinking about like in recent times too like uh, going through my breakup always being there for someone who needs that help who mm -hmm. needs someone to talk to and then um, discovering so much out of that experience too yeah. like just not not just the relationship there's a lot of other stuff too mm -hmm. like um, you know my own soul's journey mm -hmm. like first like in regards to friendship in regards to um, health <laughs> in regards to our relationship with our own body like there's just so much that came that you know that people need help with and maybe that I could resonate with them in some way mm -hmm. and you know I just really want people to know that there are not alone and then that if someone if even one person is listening and if I could just help one person that is enough for me that <laughs> so that's enough, why yeah. I started this whole thing <laughs> and that's how we are here today yeah. <laughs> wow okay so moving on let's go into probably 2008 or 2006 on Disney movies <laughs> what is your next favorite? What is my next favorite? The more modern era. Modern era? Okay, mm -hmm. I have different categories for the modern era too. Oh, but <laughs> but if you're talking about Disney princess or you're talking about like... Princess, go with the princess. Okay, Tangled. Tangled? Yes. Okay, so what's the backstory behind Tangled? Yes. Okay, so Tangled, when I first watched the movie, I'm just like, holy shit. Of all the Disney princesses, I relate to Rapunzel the most. Get out. Yeah, like her being trapped in that tower, having like, you know, like mm. not able to get out, but she has this desire to see what's out there. So what is the tower symbolic for for you? The tower? What is that tower, that freaking structure that's holding you back? Hmm. I guess like, if I get deeper, it's just like my structure with my family where I feel kind of stuck 
there are times when I feel stuck Ooh. because of like you know there are expectations of me to because like in Asian households mm-hmm. you know you're kind of expected to take care of the family mm-hmm. you're expected to take home like stay at home but then I have this desire because I know there's so much more out there for me but I feel kind of held back in a way but I don't want to see make people think it's a negative thing at all but mm-hmm. it's just like your family obligations ah, I see yeah. so your tower is your family obligations yeah <laughs> wow and then what happens next in Tangled that you relate to uh well she finally gets out <laughs> and then well, like, the I way, hope like, so yeah I think this is a bunch of like what's her personality and how she is yeah. like I look, even looked at looked up her Myers-Briggs she's an ENFP like me mm-hmm. <laughs> damn you really went to depth with this yeah like like Rapunzel I literally felt like Rapunzel <laughs> wow you did a book report on uh, this yeah and then like she like the her like her creativity and stuff like mm-hmm. striped when she's like you know not knowing what to do with herself like she uses all this like creative outlets to like kind of like I'm not sure if this is real but like you know, I would go crazy if I had nothing to do. So, like, those um, creative outlets, such as, like, painting, mm-hmm. reading, writing, and all of that, it's just kind of, like, helps with whatever is going on inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you never really got into that until... Well, from what I'm remembering. Yeah. Not until, what, college? Yes, that is true. But I still, like, I guess it kind of, like... As I, at the time, I still related to her, but now, like, I'm, I feel like I am so much like her. Hey, well, that's good. Because <laughs> it's almost exactly like your life. You got your beginning story, which you related to. Yeah. And then now, when she finally got out and she's doing all these crazy things, figuring out who she is, you know, what mm-hmm. she's about, you know, that's present day stuff. Yeah. And then come time for the ending, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make you cry, but. <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid that right now <laughs> i already cried earlier yeah. prior to recording yeah, cool. so <laughs> but yeah you're, you're right like um i guess at the time like i think i wasn't thinking about the artistic stuff her creative outlets i was more of thinking like she had the desire mm. to break free from what she was taught and grown to yeah. know yeah i think that was the part that i related the to the biggest most. part interesting I feel like everyone's so different on how they choose what Disney movie they like, obviously. But for me, it's never the beginning. Because, you know, one of my favorite... My top favorite would probably be, like, Goofy movie. But I'm nothing like Max. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. I would never be some rebellious teenager and mm-hmm. all that shit. And then probably next would be, like, Mulan. But same thing, I, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's more the related... The, what I relate to is the middle part, you know, rather than the beginning. Mm-hmm. Her her journey of just self-sacrifice yeah. and getting out there, being the badass she has to be when everyone else is like, no, we got to do this. Or Captain says do this. <laughs> and you're like, F that. I'm going to go out and do this shit, you know, yeah. because you know what's right. Yeah. It's usually like the middle parts where like the hero is like, I call it the climax, the point of no return mm. that people relate to most. Yeah. That yeah. shifting turning point in the story. Yeah. And that's always the best part in Disney, mm-hmm. usually. It's that part that really makes them, you know, in the hero's journey is where it is. There is no co- going back. Mm-hmm. It's fucking move forward or die. <laughs> Just to be morbid. And what's your other categories for your favorite Disney movies? 
Well, I would say my modern favorite modern one in general is like Big Hero Six. I feel like that's what one of those. <laughs> Wait, no. Yes, yes, Big Hero Six, and then my un most favorite underrated one is Meet the Robinsons. What the? Fuck? <laughs> See, like <laughs> no one knows this. Okay, why? Why Big Hero Six? Well. When I first watched the movie, I was like, I was still in SF at the time, and mm. I was telling my SF friends, I was just like, if this movie doesn't make me cry, it's not a good one. And I cried with cried within the first ten minutes. It like mm. exceeded my expectations. Mm. I was like, holy shit! And I ended up crying throughout the whole entire movie because mm -hmm. you know, like in the beginning, if you guys watch the movie, you know that tragic thing that happened. <laughs> and mm -hmm. like, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and then it kind of blends. It was it took place took place in San Francisco, so I was you know San Francisco, <laughs> two places you've been. Yeah, and then I thought that was cool. Oh, at the time I didn't I haven't been to Tokyo yet, but I had the desire. To visit mm. Tokyo because Tokyo has always been my number one place that I always wanted to visit it. Yeah, visit when yeah. I was younger. So wow. <laughs> yeah. And do you draw any parallels with that storyline? Not exactly, but I I, good... I I love Baymax. Like hey, <laughs> that's one of the movies where it's not like reflecting of your life. Yeah. But more of just it's a great ass fucking movie. Mm -hmm. uh, makes sense. Where do you expect yourself to do or to go with the podcast? and all your projects that you have now yeah so eventually like I, right now i'm applying to grad school for social work mm -hmm. so my goal is really to become like a psychotherapist and open up my own private practice and mm -hmm. healing space for people who need it and where people can explore their own healing modalities whether that's art or mm -hmm. music it's just kind of a safe place where they're oh they're feel safe to be themselves yeah yeah so like with the, this podcast i guess it kind of like goes hand in hand because like right now i'm just i kind of have that same mm -hmm. mentality where like i hope people know that they could always reach out to me if they ever mm -hmm. need someone to talk to so eventually i want to create a community out of it mm -hmm. and i think um nikki shout out to nikki when we were recording our episode she said something that like really stuck to me she's like joanne you're like creating a community like oh my gosh this is so awesome like it feels like you know people who are open to expressing their interests mm -hmm. and stuff and then i'm just like oh thank you that means so much to me and then i kind of like in my head like yes like i do want to create that community where people can just like you know explore their own spiritual journey like oh mm. where they're at where they're going and stuff so. Wow. <laughs> and just for so people know, this is not something that she's like been thinking of since childhood. It's constantly changing yeah. everything. Like you didn't even go to school for this shit to exactly. begin with, you know? Just to end up where you are now. If anyone's thinking out there that you're stuck in a certain rut where you gotta go with whatever your parents thought, and I mean not to disrespect your parents or mm -hmm. if you feel like you're meant for this, dude shit is gonna change non-stop as long as you're open to that look what the yeah fuck? i uh, like one year ago if you told me i was going to apply for grad school and then start my own podcast i'll be like what the heck because yeah. in my mind i was always gonna like you know go to work try to climb the corporate ladder mm -hmm. and then now i realize like hell no this is not what i want to do exactly. like it's not my passion so like um there's always a way to get because I was in that mentality where I'm stuck here forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as I got out of that mentality, hey, I could change my own reality. Mm -hmm. And then I don't need like 
a significant other mm-hmm. to save me from that or yeah. change that for me because my only goal was like to ever like okay have my job but also like get married and have kids and expect my husband to make all the money and take care yeah. of us and be that um be that reliable source so that's what i wanted but mm-hmm. now i'm just like i gotta be my own re- like my own the girl of my own dreams basically. hey i like that the girl of your own dreams your yeah. own disney prince yeah exactly and then work towards what i want because i want to be that person that i want to be with because i'm stuck with me for the rest of my life hey, <laughs> i like that that's yeah. fire that is fire you know it's weird i had this weird just going off of what you said being your own disney prince or i don't know if i verbally said that but what you're getting at yeah i had this thing that came across me a couple years ago when i was talking to our um, good friend kevin What's i was like <laughs> wait what, what's up kevin what's up dude <laughs> we out here see you tomorrow bro um anyways all these songs that you know he and i either had in common or these songs that i just love and i always pictured this girl when i think of it i couldn't explain it to him i couldn't verbalize it to him but i told him later i was like bro i just had this thought these songs that you know make me think of this person i think it's only it's actually about myself i'm thinking about myself (laughs) it is weird it is the weirdest thing i can't even describe it like if you think of a song that like makes you like oh damn dude i picture this perfect girl to these words or this melody whatever or just makes me feel a certain way the things that were being described or the feelings i get are honestly just reflections of myself Mm-hmm. The things that I love about myself, but I'm yeah. picturing them in someone else. Yes. And I think is I'm verbalizing way better now, putting yeah. into words. But that's the thought I got, you know, being your own dream girl. Yeah. That sounds so fucking funny when I say it, but yeah, exactly yeah. that. You know, that same feeling like, oh man, I, I can't wait till I have someone who's like perfect in this and this and like. It's already within Shit, you. Yeah, describing myself over here, yeah. feeling myself. Might as well marry myself. Just kidding, you know. Yeah, this is like, because you know how you always attract your mirror? Because like, mm-hmm. I realized that I attract people who also like shows like, you know, my negative, quote unquote, negative qualities mm-hmm. that I need to work on, like stuff I need to heal through, but also like stuff I wish I had within myself. Mm-hmm. Like um, the last guy I talked to, like he was super into music and then like had like, um like record players and collects records i was just like oh that is so cool and then me thinking that i need that another person like yeah. i realized that hey what the heck i i could God. totally do that myself because that's like what i admired about mm-hmm. him and what i admired about my ex like he was always so down to travel without fear yeah like oh willing to like you know go somewhere by himself and make friends there and then i always had that fear and that's something i admired about him mm-hmm. and it kind of like you know inspired me like yeah. hey like i see that that's what i like about him but that's something that's within me mm-hmm. like i can go out there yeah. and i can like um go past my fears mm-hmm. and have that same experience because i think that's ultimately like what i was like you know desiring but i knew but it's something that's already within me yeah yeah, yeah you have to because i if you just let that person go and think, oh my God, I'm so lost without that quality quality that they had or a certain trait about them, you're going to be like that for how long? Because if you don't want to travel because you don't think you can do it, only he could because that was what was cool about him, then 
how many people are you gonna cross off your list because no one's gonna want to travel with some bitch who don't know how to do shit on her own yeah <laughs> taking those qualities and feeling inspired about other people's qualities yeah. making it your own yeah and it doesn't have to you know put that label where only they could do that especially when it comes to like friendships Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has their specific characteristic that they bring to the table. But sometimes that person's not always going to be there. So who's going to fill in that place, you know? Not feeling obligated to, but if you love something about them so much, might as well start doing what they did and, you know, try it out for yourself. If yeah. you like to be around that person because they're always warm, feeling, welcoming, be that warm, welcoming type of yeah, person. Yeah, it's like I saw a tweet earlier this year. Like, this year I want to um, call in, I want to have, like, Call them better friends or something like that. Mm. But I'm gonna be a better friend. Yeah. So that's how you call in those friendships is to be that friend. Fucked. There you go, right there. Yeah. Right there. I love people who are drama queens, <laughs> and then they always think, man, why is everyone doing this to me? I don't do shit. Yeah, you like know. playing the victim. <laughs> yeah, the victim, the victim role, the victim role. Yeah. But they don't realize that actually, dude, chick is so simple. It's just you. Yeah. Change yourself, and then you might be attracting better people too. Yeah. Going back to the, you attract your mirror. I remember um, back in Mr. Lamb's class. Well, I was not in his class, but oh, I know sorry who about he is. it. Yeah. <laughs> we had written this. Um, we had we did a project where we had to write our own story. Basically, we had a group, and I took the lead. And Twilight was huge at that time, so I know everyone wants something sappy, something completely ridiculous. But my theme was opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not like true though. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But I don't think they last too long. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I think they may attract in a way, but I don't think people are exactly batteries like that. I think it's definitely more like you're gonna attract the same thing that you're putting out there, mm-hmm. right? Obviously. Yeah. So if I could, I would go back and rewrite that story <laughs> to make it a more yeah. fitting one. I. F- I don't like the word opposites, but more like people compliment each other. So when you meet the right person, That's a good they yeah. compliment each other. It's like, for the most part, you guys have to have something similar enough to where the things that you don't have in common, they do compliment. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like maybe a super outgoing person dates like a super shy person. That, yeah. that is complimenting each other, it, you Yeah, know? <laughs> it is complimenting. But I think how many people do we know like that yeah that's true like either both of y'all right. are like outgoing or both of y'all like introverts yes. in the house all the time yes because i feel like that's more like um i think of like middle school high school early year dating i'm gonna date this hella outgoing guy even though i'm super quiet and reserved and they don't last because they just clash heads most of the time yeah you go to how many parties and your girlfriend or your boyfriend sitting over there to himself quiet and then it creates an issue amongst the you yeah know, amongst your does. friends it's like Damn, yeah. why is your boyfriend so standoffish? Yeah. He don't even say nothing. <laughs> and then next yeah, thing that's then, true. You go home, you all start arguing in the car or whatever. Yeah. You sleep on the couch tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always say, like, I like I want to attract someone who's very outgoing. Because I, I don't know. I feel like I want an outgoing person. Like, I don't want someone who's super quiet, who's not mm. able to make conversation yeah. with me. Like, I want someone who's just, like, yeah. who has that solid group of friends Mm -hmm. or something and then you know where he's just not feeling insecure like on his own (laughs) i think like you are definitely that closet outrovert (laughs) i mean (laughs) (laughs) 
Introvert. Extrovert. <laughs> there we go. Extrovert. Extrovert. I think you're a closet extrovert. If that would be a thing. Yeah. I mean, I my my Myers Briggs. I am an ENFP. So I've like I'm like an in between. I'm like 45% introvert and yeah 55% extrovert. Okay, that makes sense. Because I know growing up you were pretty introverted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's like your heart yearned for that other side. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, obviously, look at who you know, back then in high school. Like, ah, calling you on your podcast. Yeah. Let's go. That's how it is, though. Yeah. That's how it be. Look how it is now, though. You got your own podcast. You have your source of getting out there to the world. Yeah. And your voice. Mm-hmm. beautiful i think i'm still working on like being comfortable with like talking amongst like large groups of people like yeah. like and like especially in group chats like i don't know why my group mm-hmm. chats gives me anxiety i was like oh no one's gonna a group it. chat yes oh small things like that God. and then me like talking to like a large group of friends when we we're like sitting in the circle or something i'm just like oh i shouldn't say anything because i'm gonna i'm gonna sound stupid so I'm still working on that. <laughs> Guys, if you are out there and you feel like the, you have that same issue, think about the most extroverted person in your group chat or in your group of friends. They say some stupid shit from time to time. <laughs> so your whatever you have to say is probably going to be better than the dumbest shit they said. Okay, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Everyone says some dumb shit out there. Don't be scared. Yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> Uh, I always had a soft spot for introverted people because I grew up like that. Yeah, I could tell. Intro. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until. Out. Yeah. Hey, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it wasn't until middle school where I started to really get out that shell, and you know, obviously, here we are now. But to me, even in high school, finding those people who were always insecure or not making many friends shit making them feel feel comfortable yeah especially like for some reason i got i'm gonna say it, i got popular i got really recognized just for being a kind person and warm i didn't have to be stupid out there making the dumbest jokes you know it was just being genuine yeah and then when someone sees you know a genuine popular person in class coming up to them making them feel good it's like the best thing ever yeah and it's better than just like the the school freaking jock or whoever it is coming up to you because you might still feel a little weird but if you know someone who's like that oh my god i'm pumping myself up too much i'm no. not even a leo but it's like the, <laughs> the real <laughs> the real main character like hero type whoever it is yeah coming up to you and you know that they're like oh wow that's a fucking awesome person come up to you make you feel good Ain't nothing better than that shit. Yeah. We had um, we had a friend of ours back in high school. Oh, his name was Steven. And he, he ended up moving away anyways. Oh. But our our friends were looking at him like, hey, man, we should go talk to him. Because he just moved from, like, Wisconsin or something, sitting by himself. So I was like, all right, I got this. Went straight up to him. Hey, what's up, man? You want to be a part of the wolf pack? so corny but yeah. hey it made him laugh and he actually did join us we made him feel comfortable he hung around us for a while until he ended up moving Aww. that was the coolest stuff you know yeah because I, I don't know i can't remember if someone did that to me but oh actually it did i had some pretty popular kids back in elementary and middle school come up to me and make me feel Aww. really welcome 
but that's what it is. Even now, as young adults doing the same thing in the workplace, you got the new person coming in. You know,、mm-hmm. don't haze that person. Make them feel welcome. Yeah, that is true. I always thought it was so cool that、um, of all people, your gatherings, we always see at least one person we haven't seen in years. Years, right? Yeah, I'm just like none of us have talked to them, but Kella has apparently. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, that's. That's what I like, though,、yeah. is having that connection with someone, even though they may barely show face. Yeah. Talk to them, and it's not like a oh well, they don't really care about us anymore kind of thing. It's just you never know what they're going to write, obviously. Yeah. So reach out to them every now and then, make a conversation, genuine one, and then someday it's gonna pay you back. You know, honestly, learned that from my mom over these years. Was everyone kept talking about stories of how genuine she was? Yeah. As big as a public figure she was in our community, she was still very down to earth, having one-on-one conversations with you, taking that time, asking how are you doing, you know? Yeah. If you don't get that from many people, you know, it's all about what's going on now or what's the hype. But having a someone to go up to, even though you feel like starstruck sometimes. Having them say, "What's going on in your life?" that makes all the difference,、yeah. you know. And then it comes back 360. It does. Because yeah, look, that was exactly、um, how I feel. My mom was.、Mm-hmm. Everything pulled off in the end with the funeral service and then、mm-hmm. the celebration of life. It wouldn't have happened if she wasn't the person that she was, you know. Yeah. If she was just some other dickhead person, you know, <laughs> not giving a fuck, none of this shit would happen. Yeah. Same thing with.、Um, All of our friends. If we never showed each other that love and kindness, it just would have been, oh yeah, they're my high school friends, or oh they were they were my middle school friends. But no, they're still your friends today. Yeah. They're our family today. Yeah, that's how amazing it is.、Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get into the little darker side of things now. Oh okay. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, what is the hardest part? About trying to move forward, away from feeling the need to be talking to someone or feel like you need someone to be there to take you out and all this stuff. That、mm, like what is the hardest part of that? Yeah, I think. I mean, there are some days, like today, where I kind of felt like, you know, I do have those moments where I'm just like, why, you know,、mm-hmm. <laughs> like because I feel like. Cause you know how that saying like you have to love yourself first before someone else can love you, and then I'm just like I've been working so hard on myself, like very hard. I think it's just that that I'm just very critical of myself. I think that's the hardest part where、mm. I have that own reaction to myself, and I need to like face those things and try to like calm it down. Yeah. Um, but that self critic, like、so、oh like why are you so alone? There's people who barely have to work on themselves, and they already found their soulmate. You know.、Mm. <laughs> And then、yeah. there's people who like don't even need to get into spirituality or know their own journey, and they already found their lover of their life. And、mm-hmm. then here you are having to work so hard, work on yourself and everything、mm-hmm. that you do, and you're still alone.、Mm-hmm. And then you know, especially like it's my birthday, and then、mm-hmm. I always like envision like oh some guy, oh I don't have to spend my birthday alone if I had someone there with me because、mm-hmm. I know he's gonna take me out to dinner. I know he's gonna spend the day with me, and I think that's just like,、um, just. Mm, 
the ego saying that I need something there. I think yeah. uh, like another ego. The ego is also a very like the hardest part that I have to face mm-hmm. too, um, because like uh, the ego does not want to be alone, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I I try to refocus on myself. Like whenever I get that way, I'm just all like, okay, like you do not have someone there. How? does Joanne want to spend her birthday? What is a very Joanne day to have and how mm. can she make herself happy? Mm. So I try to like shift away from like um, that idea that I need someone there. Yeah. And then knowing that I already got me. Mm. But at the same time, it's like knowing that I got me, like I don't want to block that, like saying that block every opportunity that comes my way because I'm too scared to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, too scared that someone's going to let me down when they come in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> not yet tear hasn't come yet i okay. see watery eyes but but yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow so besides um mental things you do what are the physical steps you've taken to not go down that hole well for example today i was working out mm-hmm. so like i try to i work out every day like yeah. workout is very good for your anxiety mm-hmm. so and then um also the reading, yeah, reading. <laughs> reading when you can't when you're not talking to someone like i made this commitment i don't know if i told you guys made this commitment that i will not um because i deleted all my apps and i don't want to talk to anybody until i know i'm 100 percent there yeah 100 percent ready otherwise i'm going to keep attracting the same exact people over and over and i do mm-hmm. not want that anymore especially the last situation i had situationship because yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm done with that. I'm done with guys who do not want know what they want. Mm. And then until that happens, I need to be clear on what I want. So like, I have that comfort almost where like I just kind of like trust, on a certain extent, like trust that hey, like I'm really focusing on myself. I'm really focusing on my future. I'm really trying to be the girl of my own dreams here. Please bring me. <laughs> <laughs> Please bring me someone who could match um, my vib- a vibrational match for me, because mm. I I'm done with like all that childhood shit where mm-hmm. you know you're not clear on communicating what you want or you're not I mean like not clear on what you want and not like communicating the you know and just being in it just to be in it and stuff yeah. it's tiring and I'm so over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And I you told me about your deleting apps and yeah all that yeah has that helped i think it helped a lot because i think like thinking about like swiping and just talking to someone just to talk to someone is just it's exhausting because you're kind of like you know using your energy to do that so might as well use your energy on yourself to like um improve yourself (laughs) well so far so good you've been making it through the past how many months has it been now? I forgot when I deleted. Maybe November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like went on two dates, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> you know what? I had wow. a good time with this guy, but I know he ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, I think I had like that epiphany. I'm just like, and then so I messaged this guy on the app. I'm just like, hey, had fun tonight. Thank you so much. Mm. And afterwards, I just deleted the app. Wow. How to know when enough is enough? What yeah. are your cues? What are your signals? With the, like a guy, it's a situation. Or with anything. With anything. Where 
um, you're not having fun anymore. Not having fun anymore. Because I used to have fun doing this. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking to several people at once mm-hmm. and going out on dates all the time. So, like, yeah, I just, it's not fun for me anymore. So, as soon as that point where you're not enjoying yourself anymore, mm-hmm. that's when it's not no longer serving you and oh. you're shifting out of your old self. Wow. <laughs> okay, what about the people who, how do you cut off that, like, strong attachment? Like, even though you recognize you're not having fun, you're crying more than you're laughing. Mm-hmm. You're frowning more than you're smiling. How do you just cut off that last bit of you're just running on fumes kind of situation? I mean, I know it's hard, like, when you're attached to someone, it's hard to, like, break that bond. Like, mm. super hard. Like, the last guy I, like, had a situation with, I keep on saying that word, just because it's been popping up at me lately. Yeah not coincidence (laughs) but like um at the end of the day also like realizing that i was in for it because i didn't want to be alone and i was like i was seeing him for our own memories and seeing him for his potential but not who he is right now Mm -hmm. like how is that guy or significant other or whatever showing up for you right now Mm -hmm. and is that what you want Mm. if the answer is no then you have your answer like don't try to keep going past that expiration date don't fall in love with their potential don't stay attached to those memories because that is not what's happening right in front of you front in front of you right now nice and obviously it wasn't the first time is a charm kind of thing for your situation and people let you know Sometimes you got to go through it a couple of times, mm-hmm. even though you may recognize the signs, you may know it's not fun anymore, but cutting off that last bit of toxicness and just getting rid of it is going to take some time. Maybe. Yeah, it does take time. Right? Because like, I like, I, cause he was still like, I don't want to like share too much, but there were like, I felt like I still had an attachment to him basically. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that if i were to continue to let him have that attachment to me it's gonna continue to affect me and then just the best thing to do is to break off all attachment in order to move forward and i feel like i've healed so much within such a short period of time just because there was no way no attachment there i have to break it all off like block him on instagram or like delete his number like whatever you have to do because like to know that that he, if they if they know they have access to you that's when you don't have your power mm. you know mm-hmm. so you have to take your power back <laughs> right um so not only with characters or plot lines in movies are they um symbolic to some other things but also i want to get into s- villains like who Ooh. are your favorite villains what connections do you see with those villains to your dark side oh shit i love this question okay so i do have some favorite villains mine's is maleficent from <sighs> sleeping beauty just because she's a badass bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all she's not like your like evil stepmom mm-hmm. who's just like you know manipulate you and cause all these bad things to happen she got like magical power she yeah. turns into a freaking dragon now yeah. that is evil mm-hmm. you know <laughs> damn so what about maleficent really that you feel so connected to as your favorite super villain i think it was just like her superpowers like she knows that she got the power you know (laughs) she knows that she can destroy you if she wanted to so what about that in your life do you feel 
could be either positive for you because they could also be encouraging inspiring also could be like your your arch nemesis or your the thing that you're struggling with do you feel like it's a positive thing or a negative connection like, to your life hmm. i think it's a positive thing because like when i i never thought of like this until you asked really <laughs> but like i think it's a positive thing like where she is powerful and she knows that she can destroy you Damn. like i feel that within me like i am a powerful being mm. and I'm like, i don't want to say like all i cock but like yeah i whenever i always give this advice when someone's going through anxiety or something like um you are a magical mystical being and you could get out of this mm -hmm. you could defeat this so i guess like when you try to relate it to yeah. maleficent like hey if you're dealing with something very very dark mm -hmm. hey you're a very powerful being you could beat the shit out of this <laughs> nice yeah wow relating to the villain yeah that's cool though that's cool and what about you said peter pounds of it do you have any connection with captain hook to be honest no no <laughs> not really yeah yeah. Any other villains? Villains. I always like. I always liked Ursula. I thought she was like a very like good character that Disney developed. Yeah, I she was cool too. I hate her. I yeah, exactly. When if you, you hate, hate her, her. Yeah. that's you know that they're a good villain. Yeah, because there's some other like Captain Hook. Like Captain no. Hook, you don't hate him. He's like a comic relief. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. He's a comic relief. But Ursula, that's one conniving, mm. deceptive yeah. motherfucker. We should have cheers before we drink. Mm. So, is Ursula the negative side then? Or do you see any parallels to your life? And really reflect on what she did for the storyline. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of like what she did mm -hmm. to Ariel. It came from like jealousy. Yeah. Don't you think? Jealousy. Jealousy. So. I mean, I do like trying to like reflect on myself if I am ever jealous. Like I always question that. Like, am I jealous of this person who has more than me? Like, mm -hmm. am I? Like I always question that, and the answer is just like, I think because maybe it's my maturity growing up, but like now when I ask myself that question, it's like no, they're on their own journey, mm -hmm. and I have my own. So, like. I guess Ursula reflects maybe a younger version of me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like where, um, like, okay, like, jealous, like, oh, this person's, like, is in a relationship because mm -hmm. I guess, like, for some reason, being in a relationship when you're young is just so important. Yeah. And then, you know, me being very single, I'm just like, ah, why can't that happen to me? Oh my gosh, mm. you know? And that's one of my things that I said on my last episode, like, don't believe that miracles can't happen to you because mm -hmm. they will and they can so like yeah <laughs> and now going into support characters because there's always those either it's a physical person or something that comes along in your life to give you that boost who is your favorite support character in disney Ooh, that's awesome. sidekick or just person who just comes along that's awesome. i wish i remember these question. archetype names <laughs> they're like the the sage or the whatever yeah. that comes along Hmm, let me think. And Disney movies. Let me think. I'm trying to think of all the movies out there actually. Right. Let's go Let's go early nineties, two thousands. Early nineties, two thousands. Oh 
Mushu. Mushu. Everybody Definitely loves some Mushu. Out. Oh my gosh. What about Mushu <laughs> that you love? He was like so supporting, like whatever that she decides to do, even though he knew it was wrong. Right. Or he just wants to go like with the rules. Like he helped her anyways. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. And he's a small ass little dragon. I remember he wasn't supposed to take that role. It was the great spirit. Yeah. You know. But homeboy stepped up and <laughs> backed her up. Every ping, your name is ping. Every, dude. Yes, exactly. Like whenever she was struggling, like hey. I'm here. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good support character. Mm-hmm. Um, in your life, what are your support characters? What are physical or non-physical? Hmm. What or whom? Well, I feel like you're my support character. Like, Bitch, I'm the main character. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm the main character of your story too. Yeah, but you're the I'm main character talking. of your own just, your own no, story. No, I'm the main character of your story <laughs> and my story. <laughs> Everybody's no, there. okay, so when I first told Kella I was starting my podcast, the first thing he said was like, I'll help you. And then it's just like, oh my gosh, it's not like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing, you know. He's like, the first thing he said was like, I'll help you. And I'm just like, I wanted to cry, honestly, that was so powerful. Like, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. Okay, besides me. Okay. Uh... It's gotta be, um other people if you want to give shout outs or mm. something my support characters i mean i feel like there's a you have a lot of support characters and they're there for you even if you don't know it mm-hmm. like especially this year in starting my podcast i actually reached out to a lot of people i haven't talked to in san francisco and i thought like oh that connection is broken like i ruined everything like it's mm-hmm. never gonna go back but surprisingly like they're also willing to help me and whatever I need to accomplish. Yeah. And, like have still having that connection means so much to me because I thought like for a, for a while, like it caused me a lot of trauma thinking that anyone in San Francisco wanted to talk to me. Yeah. So still having that connection just brings me so much joy and I feel so much support and love from it. And I'm going to cry. Oh, oh my no, gosh. I'm feeling it too. I love That's you guys. Nice. Oh my oh. gosh. So much. Oh. If you're listening to this anyways, but yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> wow. How do you feel about Genie? How he was to Aladdin? Oh, Genie was a good support character too. Like, yeah. um, but then he had to serve Aladdin because that's what's his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even towards the end, though. Yeah. Because remember, Aladdin set him free, where you're no longer my genie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But he came back. He still came back, even though he's not obligated to serve Aladdin anymore. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Because, like, that's when you know, like, you built that friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. So... If you had your Disney ending... Oh, no, no, actually, I don't want to get to that yet. That's for later. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Let's keep that for later. Okay. Your climax, you're getting to the grand battle. What do you picture that being in your realistic life? Like, what is... Even if it's not a battle, but, like, you're reaching the top. I feel like I'm in the battle right now. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, we're going through it right now. 
Yeah, like I feel like there's a lot of changes that I've implemented, especially when the new year started, that yeah. I couldn't imagine myself doing mm-hmm. like a year ago. Like, first of all, not talking to any guys because I know they don't serve me. Yeah. And then、um, shifting my career path—that's a huge thing.、Mm-hmm. Um, and really evaluating like friendships in my life too. Like, you know, like is it something? Because like if、um, when I say evaluating friendships, like people who Like let's say, like a few maybe last year I was close to like maybe one or two people, but now we barely talk anymore. Yeah, I'm just like okay, maybe they were there to they serve its purpose during that point in time.、Mm-hmm. So like I'm not gonna force anything that's not there anymore. You know, that's good. <laughs> so you're not feeling that tie to something or someone. Yeah, like I kind of like if something is to go, I'm、mm-hmm. just like okay. That's、yeah. fine. I know we're all both on our own journey and like our paths cross again. Because I know it's just not like a h- official like goodbye or something、mm-hmm. like a bad breakup. But、mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. I think、um, even with that, what I was saying earlier about keeping in contact with people who may not be in your immediate life anymore. Sometimes when I was probably younger, I always thought they have to be there. They gotta be there. They're falling away. Can't let that happen. But now it's just like. I'm gonna keep you around, but you don't have to be in、yeah. the fucking mix, you know? Yeah. Because when is your time to come back in again? Yeah. Cross, like I, you know? I remember I used to tell you all the time how sad I get when I feel excluded from things. Yeah. But now I kind of like maybe it's just maturity too. Like if they need me, if they, they know they can、yeah. come to me,、yeah. you know, it's not like it's no it's no hard feelings、mm-hmm. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge thing to me too. I forgot what I read it from. It was some Buddhist monk, but he was talking about moving away from family at a young age and having to grow up in the monastery. But realizing that I'm there when they absolutely need me, but other than that, I don't need to be there 24/7, one percent of the time.、Mm-hmm. You know, I could be up in someone's face, even when it comes to、um, your closest loved ones. Same thing. You don't have to be feeling the need to be included in everything. But just know that when it comes to something important, then you know they're there for it. Yeah. That support. Yeah, and that's like another like comforting thing too.、Uh, yeah, like、um, I feel like I've had many many close friendships that like I was like kind of bitter that they're no longer there. Yeah. Like just very very bitter. But now I'm just like okay, you know what? They're <laughs> on their own journey. But、mm-hmm. if they just absolutely need someone to talk to, I am one hundred percent there for them. I don't take it personally if we haven't talked in、mm-hmm. years. So yeah, like, like yeah, like re- like evaluating my friendships. Like、yep. nothing has to be taken personally. <laughs> ah, that's a good point because that's something that we don't see in Disney movies. Yeah, we always get the main character and everything just ha- so happens to work towards them. But knowing that those side characters have their own lives and they got their own stuff、yes. going on, <laughs> and you may be the main character of your story, but they're the main character of theirs. Yeah. Even though I was making a joke earlier, guys, <laughs> so just me fucking around. <laughs> and now for your final ending of your Disney journey, how do you want it? Or at least a big chapter. I don't want to expect you to give me the answer for how you die and everything, but.、Yeah. <laughs> How do you want the your nice big chunk chapter of your twenties、yeah. to end? Oh my gosh, I love that question because my my dad actually last night I was talking to him because like someone I was talking to him to him about someone who's going through a hard time. He's just like you have to see that everything that is already 
written Mm -hmm. cannot be changed Mm -hmm. like in your story but what you can is write the rest of your story Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i i love that and it all goes well maybe my podcast blows up and then like you know i write a book like i do i really want to write a book like i want to have a book published mm-hmm. <laughs> like with like um my whole everything i talk about my podcast my own experiences and mm-hmm. stuff like that uh, yeah when i imagine my happy ending i'm just like okay i just got like a new york best i'm on a new york bestsellers Whoa. list i'm like doing a book tour and i'm just like signing people's like book yeah. if i like if i were to imagine where my perfect happy ending is yeah is like there and people listen to my podcast tune in every week <laughs> wow i love it yeah you're such a disney princess oh thank you i always say that to her always hold that <laughs> you are a disney princess <sighs> oh cheers 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 to 27 yes So when do you feel like you'll be open to starting to look out for potentials again? Hmm. Maybe during the spring equinox in March. Because yeah. <laughs> spring is all about new beginnings. And then like I feel like I'm already kind of like at that state where I'm ready. But me having that like teary-eyed moment today where my ego was, mm-hmm. and self-critic was getting in the way. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, no, you're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm checking, testing the water, like no, nah, not you're not. So what are the key things you look for to mm-hmm. really tell you if you're ready? You know, when has the ice melted and the flowers started blooming? What do you look for? Like in another person? No, for when you know you're ready. Oh, for when I know I'm ready. <laughs> I think it's just like let's say if I'm like um, being able to navigate through my own battles like mm-hmm. let's say I'm feeling sad that I'm like single or whatever I'm just like wait a minute that's not something to be sad about like you know being able to like comfort myself when I'm sad yeah and being able to support myself whenever like I want to do something crazy <laughs> so oh. yeah you know the coolest part is it's probably not even gonna end up you opening up those apps anymore It'll probably just land in front of you. I hope so. I'd rather have and, it that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll think like, actually, I really haven't really reflected if I'm ready or not, and it just already happens because, hey, universe said you ready, so you ready. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I did do some like um, journaling and manifesting work during the grand conjunction, mm-hmm. and I really wrote down like get intentional of who I want, like the qualities I want in a partner, and I yeah. kind of. I really focus on the feeling. Yeah. Like I have, like I want them to understand me and who I am, and really mm-hmm. like you know, take their time and understanding me on a deeper level. <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah. Who is your favorite Prince Charming? Oh, I love this question too. I don't know why, but I've always had an attachment to. Okay. Or it could be Looks your Princess wise. Charming if it's a male um, lead character. Cause like Jasmine isn't, you know, she's not the main character. Aladdin you, re- is. you know, I always dug Meg. Meg is awesome. Meg. <laughs> I won't say I'm in love. Very Aquarius energy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be Meg then. Yeah. Wow. What else about Meg do you really like? I think like her ability, like. We're in the halfway through, like during the song, I won't say I'm in love. 
you know, it's within her. She knows that she is. She knows but she's at the end, it. like being able to open up and be really vulnerable. Yeah. And I know vulnerability is like very hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that was so awesome. That's funny. That's one of the one of the few Disney songs that I know so well oh, and love. That is one of my favorite Disney songs. Yeah. It's like up here for me. Like, if not number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's everything about it. Even at the end when she finally just gives in, you feel like every yeah, step Yeah, I way. actually know the history behind it because like the... Um, I think the music producers were trying to figure out the song that would fit Meg. And they oh. originally had this other song that is very, like, you know, damsel and distressy. Yeah. And then they're like, that does not fit It's not her. her. Yeah. So, like, they got I Won't Say I'm In Love. And mm-hmm. then it's just, like, it fits so much better than whatever the original song they had. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't imagine any other way. Because even from the beginning when they met, she was like, I didn't need to save you. Need to, I, I can handle it on my own everything about her but do you feel a connection to her as in yourself or do you view her more as you want someone who's also like that i think i view her as myself i think because i'm kind of in that process right now like working on like i don't need somebody yeah yeah but if someone lands on my lap i'm just like i won't say i'm in love but in reality (laughs) and for a prince charming as in someone you admire you don't necessarily necessarily see as yourself but as someone you would love to be with mm. what is who is that prince charming and disregard the whole mirror shit just just go with whatever hmm. i've always i think there's a few i mean I mean, you're talking about looks right prince eric is pretty handsome but mm-hmm. i wouldn't say he's like the perfect one or yeah. whatever um but Prince Charming, for some reason, I always had an attachment to him. I don't know why. The Prince Charming? Yeah, from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because he's just like OG and then, mm-hmm. you know, talking about dreams and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That song, it was the song that he sang when he was walking through the forest, right? Yeah. And I was then, like, oh, shit. There's also, well, Flynn Rider, because since it's more modern, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, he wasn't that guy who saved her. Mm-hmm. He was her supporting character. Yeah, right? That's. I love that. So if I were to say a prince, I would say Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, she let her have her, like, you know, moment. He's just like, you know what? It's all you. I'm here to support you. <sighs> That's he was that supporting so great. character. Yeah. He didn't need to save her. She exactly. saved herself. That's perfect. Yeah. It's not that one who fixes all your problems for you or saves you, right? It's the one who helps you through your shit. But... All in all, it's up to that main character to yes. make things happen. And when I visited Disneyland and I met Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, I told Rapunzel, you're my favorite Disney princess. And Flynn Rider looks at me. She's mine too. And I was like, Damn. my heart. <laughs> Damn. It's fire. Yeah. Uh, see, I told you I do that Disney thing. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed this very much. <laughs> wow, it was a lot of fun. And it's so great to hear a lot more about you. Because, yeah. you know, you spend a lot of time in your episodes asking about other people. And you add in your 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 two cents every now and then. But just to hear your thoughts. Yeah, because I feel like I always, like, have to figure out what to say. And, I, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. But, like, yeah. it's better to have someone ask you directly questions. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah think about. <laughs> exactly. 
you're not feeding off of me. I'm trying to feed off of you. See where you know mm -hmm. you're going. Totally change of roles. Yeah. Are we on time? Yeah, we're we're like over an hour, but hey. yes, well, this will be my longest episode. <laughs> everybody, I hope you enjoyed this Disney spectacular episode. I hope you don't get copyrighted for some shit we said, or I don't know how it works, but. I hope you do get you guys feel inspired and encouraged from what you heard today. This is from your own host, Joanne, Joe, whatever the fuck you want to call her, <laughs> on her 27th birthday. So happy birthday once again. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do for everyone else. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you guys for listening. Oh. Oh, and um, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience oh, before we close? Oh, last message. Your last message. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize how hard this is a question whenever I ask people. Right? But you are exactly where you're supposed to be. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There ain't no other way. You're yeah. exactly where you're meant to be. Yeah. But you choose the next step, everybody. Yeah, you you're, got everything in your book is already written from the past. It's up to you to write what's, what's next. next. Beautiful. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on to your own show <laughs> yes. and having me as your, yes. <laughs> as your host. Yes. yes, thank you, Philip. Thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate you and I'm so happy you're here. My pleasure. Okay, bye guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>